Blog Talk Radio. life's problems to make break or tear our heart support. On Reconnect My Heart, we'll discuss God's answers to life's problems to reconnect our hearts back to the way he originally made us. I'm your host, Brother Prater. I'm so glad you're able to join us. If you have any questions, comments, if you just want to listen to the show, feel free to call me at 516-453-9118. That's 516-453-9118. Or you can listen online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash reconnect my heart. Also, you can go to our chat room, which is on our website right now. It is available. Ashlam, take me a few seconds just to make sure it's logged on. But um, you can send your prayer requests, your comments, or whatever you'd like to send me. I'm able to. Look at there on the website. Also, in case you want to look at the video version of this podcast, you can go to my website at www.brotherprater.com forward slash. Actually, go to brotherprater.com and you're going to see on the page it says Reconnect My Heart Live. You can go in there, 
you can see me on there, as well as we are on my Facebook page and YouTube channel. So I hope and pray that you all had an excellent day. And without delaying anymore, man, it's want to go straight to the show. On today's show, we're going to talk about moving on from breakups, regaining a healthy life, and much more in the episode called, How Can You Mend a Broken Heart? How Can You Mend a Broken Heart? We're going to talk about live past your hurt. Live past your hurt. Actually, um, I was thinking, you know, what to talk about. And Friday, I believe, Friday, I was going to get my glasses. And all of a sudden, that song, How Can You Mend a Broken Heart? I'm not going to sing it. (laughs) But that song actually was written by a great group called the Bee Gees came out in 71. But I was hearing Al Green. I was hearing Al Green did uh, sing that song back in 72. I was hearing it and I was like, why is that song resonating with me? And it hit me. This is something that we have to talk about. And I was like, wow, how can you mend a broken heart? You know, and as I began to really just let the song play in my head, by both versions, I love both versions. And then I looked it up on YouTube, played both versions. And then there was a song that hit my heart. Another song, Where Do Broken Hearts Go? Mm-hmm. Now, that, <laughs> that question right there is something that if you've never experienced a heartbreak, uh, breakup, you have no clue what we're talking about. But for those who have had experience or experiences with a broken heart, a breakup, divorce, whatever, in case you've experienced that, then you understand what I'm asking In other words, you comprende. You understand? So this is something that many of us, we don't really talk about. And listen, we may discuss it in an open setting or in a private setting in the secular world. But what about pertaining to within the church? We have to talk about that. And it's unfortunate that many times we go through so much. We go through so much with heartbreak, disappointments within relationships. And sometimes we don't address it. Sometimes people don't understand our hurt or we don't let in. We don't let people in within our life, within our circle to let them know how much we're hurting. Sometimes we try to mask it. And whatever you don't address, that's something that will hinder you if it's not dealt with. So we want to talk about how can you mend a broken heart. Now, first and foremost, I want to make sure that everything is plugged in. Uh, First of all, I want to thank you all for tuning in. Last week, 
got on the show and the audio version uh, from the podcast, we had technical difficulties, but uh, praying and claiming this week would be better. So looking at how can we mend a broken heart? First, we have to look at this is something that I don't care who you are. Sometimes you may deal with a broken heart, a situation that may have caused you, um, another word I would say, caused you grief within your heart. Sometimes the best person in the world can have the best intentions to try to pursue life, but try to pursue love. And sometimes, even though your motives may be great, your ideals, your heart may be genuine. That does not mean that it's going to guaranteed work out. That doesn't mean it's going to be a guaranteed relationship or it's going to be reciprocated. Sometimes even if it's not reciprocated in the very beginning, sometimes you may be in a relationship with that person and the person choose not to be with you. So that right there could actually cause you to have a heartbreak if, if you be real with yourself. And one of the things I always tell people, it doesn't matter the length of time that you be with someone. You can be with someone for a week or two weeks. When you have invested your heart, your love, your whole being into a person or into a relationship, sometimes it causes us to be disappointed. Sometimes we have had our expectations so high, and we assume because we're giving them our all that we're going to receive the same thing, but that's not the case. I was talking to my brother, uh, Ashley, my birthday brother. Hey, Walter, happy birthday. I was talking to him today, and one of the things he was saying pertaining to a relationship, sometimes in the very beginning, sometimes we don't meet the real person. Sometimes we meet their representative, which could be true. Sometimes some people, they can be real. They can go in and you going in head first and you assuming that they're going in head first. But then as time go on, sometimes they get out. Sometimes they want out. Sometimes they really don't know what they want. Sometimes they may feel like this relationship, even though you may have, like I said, the best intentions, but come to find out, they may have used you as an escape from their loneliness or it escaped from the past relationship they might have been in that might not have been as beneficial. So the, you just never, there are a variety of reasons why somebody may leave a relationship. But the key thing is after that relationship is over with, there is some healing that you must have in order for you to be able to be productive and for you to be able to bounce back one of the things I wanted to do before we talk about some of the steps we do need to do, let's talk about some of the things you don't need to do. <laughs> One of the things I always say, you don't try to jump into another relationship and escape your healing. Now, one of the things I always say, first and foremost, you have to go through the process of being healed. 
In other words, you think about it. You think about whenever you go to a restaurant, a sit-down restaurant, to have the uh, utensils, the plates, spoons, all that stuff. You think about it. Let's just say they got a brand new uh, plate that came right out the box. They wash it. It's clean. They put your food on there. And then you get done eating, and the waiter picks it up. Are they going to put the next person's food on there? No. What are they going to do? They're going to wash. They're going to sterilize from your use and make sure that it's sterilized to now allow someone else to have not just food on their plate, but food on that on that clean plate. It may not be a new plate, but it will be a clean plate. And so when you jump from one relationship to another without actually being healed, what happened, you give them a person the residue of a past relationship or past relationships or past issues that has not been resolved. Excuse me, issues have to be resolved. Also, it doesn't mean the issues could be bad, but what we have to do is make sure that we visit and sometimes revisit our input or our decisions. But like I said, I want to first talk about what not to do. What not to do is immediately jump in without proper healing. The other thing, hmm, please, please, please do not rely on the person who hurt you to come back to heal you. Listen, there, I know there's a song, uh, Paddle the Bell, Please come back and kiss away the pain. That was a, that was a cool song, but that's a song that's not reality. You cannot expect the person who hurt you to come back to heal you or pick you up. They may sound cute, they may sound noble, but that's not reality. See, many people have not moved on in their life because they're expecting answers from the person who hurt them. What if that person is is untrustworthy? What if that person is a liar? So in other words, you're going to expect help from a liar. You're going to expect healing from someone you don't trust. It's your heart, but you are trusting with your healing? Nah, that doesn't work out. That's bad arithmetic. You can't expect people to come back to even say, I'm sorry. You've seen it. We've been out in the public, and just because somebody may bump into you or may uh, uh, step on your toe, it'd be courteous if they say, excuse me. But on the other hand, not everybody has common courtesy. Same thing pertaining to matters of the heart. You cannot expect people to come back and say that, and get this, even if they give you an answer. Does it mean anything? If they come back and give you an answer, would that really be enough for you? It doesn't matter what the answers are. You cannot expect people to give you the answers. That's why you have to be responsible for your own healing. 
And I know I said I'm trying, we're trying to uh, talk about the things on what not to do. So we cannot expect them to come back and heal our broken heart. Another thing, understand that you are vulnerable. So with that, the other step I have to say, you cannot have, I'm going to say it like this, you cannot have emotional sex. Some people think all they need to do to get a person out of their heart is to cram somebody else into their heart. No, 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 no. Now, true enough, one thing we always say, you have to wait as far as sex. Wait till you get married. That's the biblical way. That's the God's way. God's way is always the best way. God's way gives us the warranty to let us know that he's responsible and he'll take up the insurance and everything pertaining to us and the warranty if we do things his way. When we do things his way, it's his responsibility. But when we do things our way, then it's our responsibility. And sometimes the consequences are much greater than what we anticipate. So when it boils down to it, we cannot have emotional sex with somebody else or even with the other person just to get them out of your system. It does not work. Actually, it will make things worse. Understand that you are vulnerable. And sometimes when you're vulnerable, you don't make the best decisions. So you have to be real with yourself to understand that you cannot have sex with this person to bring or even to try to make you heal, regardless if it, like I said, regardless if it was somebody else or regardless if it was them. It complicates the relationship or the ending of a relationship. It gives you another false hope. Even if you have sex with someone else to try to get your mind off of that other person, it's going to make you now more emotionally confused. I know many people who have been heartbroken, and what they'll do, they go to a bar, a strip club, get drunk, sometimes have a one-night stand, and what happens? Now things have become more complicated. What happened if you end up getting pregnant? What happened if you got somebody else pregnant, if you a guy? What happened if you end up catching something that you end up regretting? It's, look here, it's not worth it. And sometimes when we're vulnerable, sometimes, like I said, we don't make the best decisions. So that's why you have to make sure that you guard yourself. That's why you have to make sure that you understand and be sober-minded when you're making decisions, even if you're vulnerable. It's just like how some people say you don't go to the grocery store hungry. Because you end up getting any and everything, a lot of time it's junk food. Same thing pertaining to making emotional decisions when you're vulnerable. Sometimes we don't make the best decisions. Sometimes we end up selling for less than what we had. Sometimes we settle for less than who we are, and, and our anticipations are clouded. Our decision-making are clouded. Sometimes, even in our vulnerability, 
sometimes if we can't reach the person who hurt us, we end up becoming the person who hurt us. In other words, just because somebody else has hurt us, we're going to end up hurting somebody else before they hurt us. That's our mindset. Sometimes we feel like because I've been hurt, then somebody else is going to hurt me. So I'm going to go ahead and hurt them before they hurt me. And what happens? You end up becoming the same type of individual who hurt you. Why? Because you're hurt. So that's why it's so important for us to make sure that we don't make these emotional decisions by having emotional sex. Another thing we have to do, we have to make sure we we don't do, make sure you don't end up being around people that's going through the same thing who does not, does not say anything positive. In other words, stay away from negative people. You know, we have to be very careful in the people that we end up hanging around or being around where we're all vulnerable. You know, I found that just like when you work out, when you work out, after you get done working out, and you, especially when you're trying to build muscles, after you work out, there is a 45-minute window for you to be able to eat or even drink as much protein as you can to help your muscles. That little window. Well, that little window is so important for you to cram in as much as you can. But if you cram in healthy, then it's going to produce healthy muscles healthy tissues, healthy cells. But if you put in junk food, then you may have abnormal tissues or abnormal cells. So you have to make sure in that window, cram in healthy products within your body to produce healthy tissues. If that's the same way that happens in our physical body, same thing pertaining to our emotional body or even our mental body, but also our spiritual body. We have to understand that it's very important to make sure that we observe our surroundings in the people that we choose to be around when we are vulnerable, when we are hurting. See, I found out Misery loves company. And there are some people, when you have had your relationship to end, when you're hurting, there are some people, don't get me wrong, there are some people who want to help. There are some people that you know that will lift you up. But then there are other people, they're miserable, they're lonely, and they're happy that you're lonely. They're happy that that, broke, uh, that relationship broke up. So that way you can be with them. And I, I don't mean as far as the opposite sex. I'm talking about even the same sex. You can you can be hanging around with them. You can be their friend. Oh, well, you know what? I you know he might have been. Let's just say, for example, it was there was a young man who left you alone, and you're a young lady. Well, their relationship may have ended, but that old lonely female. That old lonely girl. Well, child, he wasn't no good, no way. And you, know, but you, you don't need to think about no relationship. No, she just think about her. She think about herself. Even a guy, vice versa. Even a guy. Hey man, you you don't need that girl, man. Forget that girl, man. Let's go on to the strip club. Now he just want a buddy, a homeboy. No. So that's why it's so important to observe the people that you're around. Observe them. 
observe the conversation that you be around. So you cannot be around negative people and negative-minded people, but also people who ain't going nowhere and people who ain't got nothing or don't want nothing in life. You have to make sure to understand that people that you around will determine if you're if you're healing with progress or not, if you will receive healing or not, and also the length of time that it takes. You know, one of the things I always tell people, and I, I know that many people have heard this old saying, time heals wounds. Time does not heal wounds. It's what you do within your time. That's what heals wounds. Because if you look at it, let's just say if you hibernate for two years, right after you, you had your heart broken, you go straight to bed and you hibernate for two years. When you wake up two years later, how are things? you still have that same issue that's unaddressed that you haven't dealt with. But on the other hand, (laughs) you can be, um, this is just an example. You can be staying up for a whole two months, no sleep, studying. You're doing the stuff that you need to, to get the help and healing that you need. Well, who's going to be more advanced? That person that slept for two years and didn't do anything or that person that stood up and did the stuff that they need. So understand, time does not heal wounds. That sounds cute. That sounds like a nice cliche, but it ain't reality. You have to deal with reality. So in those things that you're looking at, you have to make sure to watch the people that you'll be around and make sure, make sure, make sure that you don't allow yourself to be used. You know, I found out even when I spoke about the emotional uh, emotional sex, many people may have felt, well, you know, you don't need to be saying no stuff like that. You know, you're a preacher. All that. Well, yes. Man of God, preacher, all this stuff. I really don't care about titles. That's why I just tell people, hey, call me Brother Prater. But These are the things that we have to talk about, and we have to talk about it within the church. I heard this saying the other day, and it was so true. What the church is silent about, the devil is screaming about. And most people will gravitate to the one they hear the loudest. So we have to talk about this within the body of Christ because this reality that we're living in and also understand that God is concerned about your heart and God is concerned about your love life. God is concerned about your love life. God does not want you to be missing or lacking anything in this physical life. So it's very important for us as the church to address it. Another step. Another step we have to talk about, we have to talk about, do not be so busy in avoiding being alone or by yourself. Well, what do you mean by that? So many people, I want to make sure I cut this up louder. So many people are so busy keeping themselves busy with busyness, that they're not doing anything with the steps to get healed. They try to they try to get their life all centered around their friends, their family, even their children. 
and then I spend that quality time with themselves. And I'm going to say a comment. I want to make sure I got this up because I want to be able to hear myself. Something else that many people do, and we make a huge mistake in it, sometimes we get so busy trying to do activities, even within the church. We can be finding different church programs and different organizations to dive ourselves into. And we're actually stepping outside of God's will. Listen, many people, they'll try, well, I, I gotta, I'm going to have sister so-and-so. Oh, I'm going to do this. Oh, we, we, I'm, I'm going to join the choir. I'm going to join the uh, uh, hospitality committee. I'm going to help with the usher board. Oh, there's a church service that I'm going to go to. Oh, I, I'm going to need to work. That's, okay, that's a bit too much. Now, what I'm saying is, first of all, when you're dealing with a situation like this, pertaining to a heartbreak, first of all, we do have to pray at all times about everything. And what if you say, well, I need to go here to this church and I, I want to hear a word from them. I want to hear a word from them. And God is telling you, I don't want you to go over there. I want you to stay home so I can talk to you. See, many times people are looking for a word from other people and God trying to give you a direct word straight off the press. But what do we do? We get so busy, even if it's pertaining to church. So that's why it's so important for us to be prayerful and listen, because when it boils down to it, we can easily, we can easily get into activities, get into activities within church. And all of a sudden, what happens? Because we have been so busy, you forget God and you forget who you are. You forget. And see, there are so many people, what happened, they have gotten so busy and they've been so busy throughout the months and throughout the years, they end up driving themselves and wearing themselves out. But then also what happens, it end up not actually dealing with the issue that you have dealt with. See, that's why it's so important for us to make sure that we listen to God and allow God to give us that alone time. Yes, alone. Sometimes you have to be by yourself. See, if you look at it, even in the Bible, Jesus himself and many others, many leaders, they have to get away from the crowd and listen to God and let God deal with them one-on-one. That's why it's so important for you to make sure whatever you do, I don't care what it is. I don't care if anybody calls you to ask you, hey, I want you to do this for me. I want you to do that for me. You always have to consult God. Um, that um, device, uh, Alexa, I think it's what it's called. Alexa, I don't care what song you may want that person, uh, Alexa to play. I don't care what question you want to ask Alexa. You always have to first address the question with Alexa. Play this. Alexa, what's two plus two? But if you just say, what's five plus five? You're not going to get anything from Alexa because you're not addressing Alexa. You have to address every question or every quest 
with Alexa. Alexa is the introduction that you give before you give them the request. Same thing pertaining to God. You have to first consult God, talk to God about everything. And if God wants you to go, he will, listen, he will let you know to go, and then also he's going to give you confirmation when you get there. It may be part of the tools that you need for you to be healed. But on the other hand, even if you ask God and he tell you not to go, but you say, well, it's, it's a church program, you know, I'm going to the house of the Lord. And you know what's going to happen? You're not going to get the effective results that God had intended for you because God may have had a word for you at the house for you to get the healing and deliverance and the restoration that you need. But even though you're going to God's house, you're not still within God's will. God wants you to consult him and obey him in every area. So you can't be so busy that you end up doing nothing. There's a song, uh, James Brown, like a dove knife. You just ain't cutting, talking loud, but saying nothing. So you have to take a step back and even just evaluate having that alone time with you and God. Also, what we have to realize with that alone time, knowing that it's very important because a lot of time we get these distractions it's so many distractions. And even with that alone time, we have to realize so many times with that alone time, God wants you to talk to him. God wants you to talk to him. But also, there's a time where God wants you to shut up and let him talk back to you. Because we've been so busy. We're so busy even telling God everything, but don't have time to have him to tell us everything or some things I say it that way you can't be so busy so that's why I, it's so important for you to be able to understand the value of silence hearing from God you know I found out sometimes the devil can play with you so badly that you can be dealing with something so bad and then all of a sudden, you cut on the TV, and it's, boom, it, it just drive you to a depression. You know, I had this to happen years ago. Uh, Ashley, you know, those that know me, I'm pretty good with dates and stuff. But um, I was in this relationship in 96. In 96. Ashley, I was talking to somebody about it the other day. But uh, I was in this relationship back in 96, and she broke up with me. Well, Ashley... She confessed she cheated. And so I was so heartbroken. And then I went over to my best friend's house that that day. That was uh, April the 1st, 1996, at 11.02, 11.02 a.m. on that Monday morning. Broke up with me and everything. And so later that night, I went over to my, my best friend's house, Michael Neal. He and his wife were talking, talking to me, said some encouraging words and everything. And then I was driving back to the house that night, driving alone. And I'm like, oh, boy, this is so sad. This is so sad. And then normally I would go to bed with CD playing, you know. But this time I said, you know what, I don't feel like playing any CDs. I'm just going to go to bed with the radio on. 
Uh, that was the worst mistake I made. <laughs> I went to bed, and of course, I was just heartbroken in despair. Uh, if I was living during biblical times, I would have had my sackcloth and it threw, my, threw ashes and all that stuff on me. But I was lying in the bed, and in the middle of the night, all of a sudden, I got up. And when I got up, what song was playing? Closer I get to you. I'm like, oh. that made me get out the bed. And I'm up here sitting on the edge of the bed. And then all of a sudden, the next song, inseparable. And I'm like, <coughs> oh, I just broke down. It seemed like the DJ was looking at, looking through my window and saying, no, 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 don't play that. Play this. This will break him down. <laughs> I'm like, man, I tell people, be careful in what you listen to. Be careful what you go to bed to. Because, the, listen, the devil knows what to do to get to you. Not just play with your heart, but play with your mind. You know, I did not sleep that well. And I ended up getting up, and it was time for me to go to work. At the time, I was going to work at 2 o'clock in the evening. And before the day was over with, I saw her. I saw The girl that broke up with me the day before, I saw her. Now, I'm walking like with my head down and everything. And she, I saw her jump in the arms of another man. Hey, how you doing? Grabbed him, gave him a kiss on his cheek. And I'm like, right in my face. I'm like, oh my gosh. That was, look here. I was no good for the rest of the day. I had people coming to me while I was at work. What's wrong with you? I don't want to talk about it. Now, hey, look here. God bless her. You know, I'm not going to say her name, but God bless her. Uh, I actually ran into her about two years ago. She didn't recognize who I was. But I was like, hmm, Lord, thank you, thank you, thank you. One of one of the songs that I think about that we have to tell people to attain it to heartbreaks, some of God's greatest gifts are unanswered prayers. Oh, my, my, my. God knew from the beginning that she was not going to be there at the end. But also, and I just throw this out there, um, as bad and as bad as I wanted to talk to her, uh, actually, I was talking to my stepmother about this. Uh, that's what I remember. But um, she said something when she was breaking up with me. She said something that caught my attention. And she said that I deserve somebody, a young lady, that loved the Lord and that was in church. As bad as I wanted to hate her, and as hurt as I was, I respected that. Because you know what? At the time, she she saw something in me I didn't see in myself. And I appreciate that. I appreciate that. So if by chance, if she's watching, um, thank you. Thank you for seeing what was in me, but most importantly, who was in me. And that that experience helped me to be where I am today because what she saw, I didn't see. But now I had to allow God to help me to see not only 
who she saw, but who he saw. And so that that I have always in my head thought about that, and I couldn't do anything but thank God for her. Because sometimes those breakups are, also, are actually a blessing for you. It's for your good. And also sometimes even those breakups, they're actually here to help you to be with somebody that don't want to leave you. Hmm. You know, it's all about your perspective. You think about it. If somebody says no, no, no matter what it is, let's just say if somebody say, hey, um, can I borrow your car? No. Are you going to get mad? No. They gave you an answer. They gave you a definite answer. But it's your responsibility to go to the next person that's going to give you a yes. But sometimes we're so busy in being angry and allowing our emotions to get involved because someone said an answer that was unpleasing to us. And we end up getting mad and spending time with people who have told us no. And God is telling you, you need to move on because I'm trying to lead you to your yes. So what is your perspective? We got to change our perspective pertaining to breakups. So think about all the times when people have done you wrong. Think about all the times that people have maybe quit calling you, quit fooling with you because mm, they just didn't want you. Be honest with you, like I said, sometimes it'd be cool for people to give us a reason, but what happens if they don't give us a reason, an honest reason? We still got to get up with the broken pieces of our lives and move forward. We still have to go on with our life for us to be able to, you know what, go on with it. Uh-oh. So, I'm sorry. So, uh, somebody asked me what the number again. Um, matter of fact, I'll see if I can text it. Uh, 516-513-9118. Um, so, understanding sometimes that breakup did you a favor. That breakup freed you. And you know what? Even if somebody left you, let's just say they dog the mess out of you. Let's just say they use you. That's something we shouldn't punish them. You know what? Like I said, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. But see, what the devil wants us to do, the devil wants us to think about how somebody treats us and mentally get revenge, mentally focus on them. And God is telling you, hey, move on. Move on. Even forgiving them, does that mean that you like what they did? No, that doesn't mean that. But that forgiveness is not for them. That forgiveness is for you to cleanse you, like I said, to clean that plate, to clean the plate of the past so you can enjoy what God has on the plate for today. Listen, God does not want to use a dirty plate for his fine son or for his fine child, his fine daughter. That When I say fine, it means, hey, look here, lovely, beautiful, intelligent. So why would you allow yourself 
to punish yourself by trying to punish somebody else. If somebody say they don't want you or if somebody treated you wrong and you had to end the relationship, we got to move on. And I know sometimes it's easier said than done because we want to sometimes subconsciously and even with our emotions, sometimes we want people to feel what they put us through. But in actuality, when we have that kind of mindset, that's making us think about what they did to us when God is trying to get you into the mindset what he want to do for us. You understand? So many times the devil so badly want to make us think about the past and we end up omitting the present or the future. Also, this is something that hit my spirit the other day. You know, you think about in your car, on your car, you have liabilities. And then for those who are paying on their car, you have full coverage. But also I found out there's a policy called personal injury protection. And that personal injury protection is there to even pay for what the insurance won't pay for. Sometimes what happened, uninsured motorists, what happened if you and your vehicle and somebody hit your car and they end up running off? hit and run, but you have uninsured motorists. It will be good for them to, hey, pay for your damages. But on the other hand, if they don't, true enough, it can be aggravating. Sometimes they may ran off and never come back, never assist the da- assist based on the damages that they did or even check on you. But on the other hand, God is giving you the ability, God has given you the strength, God has given you the wisdom to take out a uninsured motorist. So when we look at it from the mindset within a relationship, think about liabilities as salvation. Okay, everybody got salvation. Okay, salvation. Salvation meaning being saved, except that Jesus Christ is your personal Savior. But just because you're saved, you still have to, when I say saved, that means just because you got liabilities, you still have to add on to some of the things that you need to make sure that you're covered. Because you're saved does not mean that you're exempt from heartbreak. But also, now that you're saved and you have accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, he wants you to handle things his way. So it's so important for us to understand when it comes down to the situations in life, God has a strategic way and plan for us to be able to receive the help and the healing that we need. But we cannot do things in our own way. We have to take the instructions from God. Now, I mentioned about some of the things like not having emotional sex, and like I said, we have to bring it up. No emotional sex. Also making sure that we don't rely upon the person who hurt us to come back to heal us. Because sometimes the people that you let back in your life to try to help you or to try to heal you, they end up hurting you. See, so many times people may try to play back 
that relationship. Well, I'm going to let that person have another chance. And what happened? We end up wasting our time. And then what happened? You end up beating yourself up because you feel, um, no offense, but you may beat yourself up or you may feel dumb because I, I knew I shouldn't let him in my life again. Now I done wasted these years and all that stuff. I mean, you have to think about it. We have to use wisdom. So when it comes down to the person who hurt you, you have to understand, you know what? Don't allow them another chance to do it again. Now, I have to bring this up because a lot of people within the body of Christ were courting. And sometimes we don't address these things in our courtship or even within our singles ministry. So, and let's be real. Sometimes some single ministries may not address some of the issues that we may be dealing with because sometimes they may feel like, well, if I bring up sex, then it's going to make them want to do sex. No. That's just the reality that some people, they may be saved, but they ain't delivered. But we want to talk to them and let them know that sex is healthy within the confines of marriage. Having sex outside of marriage, it opens up the womb. Also, I I do want to show this while I'm thinking about it. I have to bring this up. Uh, I'm going to go to an image. When we have these relationships, when we have these emotional sex, I want you to look at on the top it says body, soul, and spirit. You see, if you can see the diagram, it said body, soul, and spirit is three circles. And in those three circles, the first big circle is the body, which has five senses, the sight, smell, hearing, taste, and touch. But also right below where it says soul, excuse me, right below it says uh, body, body, right below that it says soul or psyche, psyche. Think about psyche. When you think about psyche, you think about the mind. But psyche, there are five senses, just like the body has five senses, your soul has five senses. The sight is connected to the imagination. Your smell, and I'm reading where the senses are at the bottom. The first is sight for your physical body, and then for your soul is attached to your imagination. Your smell is attached to your consciousness. And then your hearing is connected to your memory. Your memory pertains to your psyche or your soul, your your mind. Your taste deals with your reasoning. And then your touch deals with the affection. Now, also, because God made us just, God made us his image and likeness. You know, uh, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. Well, we are three in one. Also, body, soul, and spirit. Now, the spirit man, I really wanted to make sure to bring this up because the spirit man, if you look at the spirit, which has five senses also, uh, faith, hope, reverence, prayer, and worship. But inside that spirit, and when God blew into the nostrils of Adam, and he became a living soul, God blew what? His spirit, breath. That's what Numa, that's what uh, the spirit that 
man has. But inside that spirit is the house for where the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost lives in. That's the only place. The Holy Ghost is the only being that can have residence in our spirit. But unfortunately, many times we try to put people within our spirit that may end up causing us to be very, very hurt or we end up putting people in our life where we end up worshiping them instead of worshiping God. So I brought that up because you see where the Holy Spirit is a circle right in the center. It said Holy Spirit. Sometimes in some people's life, the Holy Spirit does not live there. Sometimes people have put other people or an individual into the person they may be in a relationship with. And then when that relationship doesn't work out, they feel like their heart has been ripped from them. The only place or the only the only person that can live in our soul or in our spirit is the Holy Ghost. So that's why it's so important for us to be able to be mindful of who we get involved with, but also never put anybody above God. I just had to put that up, put that out there. So understanding is so important for us to be able to make sure in getting ready to pursue the healing that we need. Some of the things we have to do, we have to first acknowledge that we're hurting. It doesn't mean that you're less than a Christian. It doesn't mean that you ain't saved. If you acknowledge that you are hurting, you're hurt. Just like how people have to uh, get help pertaining to Alcoholics Anonymous or even smoking, you have to first confess that you have a problem. As long as you're in denial, you will not get the help that you need. So God wants to help you by you confessing. Not just confess to him, which is important, but confess to yourself. You have to be real with yourself, saying that you're hurt, admitting that you're hurt, you're heartbroken, you're confused. You don't know what to do. You know what? It's okay to acknowledge the level of where you're at. And like I always say, that doesn't mean that you ain't saved. That doesn't mean that you don't know God. That doesn't mean that you ain't got faith. We have to understand it let you know how much of a dependency you have to depend upon God. So, Understand and confess where you're at. Also, you have to make sure that you cannot have your emotions or understand your emotions will make you look at a relationship that you're in or that you are in, look at them as all the same. What do I mean? See, sometimes when we are vulnerable, and we have to admit that we're, when you're vulnerable, you have to be very, very, very careful. It's just like if you have surgery, once you have surgery, they banish you up. They banish you up to make sure that it doesn't get infected by having uh, a stuff or by having a uh, Thing, it can't be exposed. You have to protect it. 
So the same thing pertains to your emotional being, your emotional being, even your your physical being, your mental being, your spiritual being. You have to be covered because ultimately, of course, the devil want to play games with you. But your emotions will make you think or make you feel that all relationships are the same. So what's the point of going forward in a new relationship when you have to start all over? So he wants you to try to go back into that old toxic relationship or you end up finding someone that just like the person that broke your heart, if not worse. So you have to make sure do not allow, do not allow the devil to play mind games with you. The devil will even try to make you contemplate on, well, you know what? I, I, I can't I can't start over again. So, hey, I might as well just be a player, player, you know, or make you even so hard where you end up scared, and scared to love again. And so sometimes what you'll do, you end up just having casual sex and you're still in church having casual sex with no commitment or allowing yourself to be a friend with benefits. So that way you don't allow yourself to be hurt again. Yeah, that's not God's will for you. You know what? Let's be real. That's not even the real you. I don't care if you're a young lady or a guy. That's not the real you. God didn't make God did not originally make you that way. So what you have to do, you have to go to God and allow him to let you go back to the manufacturer for you to be helped and healed so that way he can help you to be the young man or young lady that he called you to be. Also, one of the things we have to understand, we have to understand with that understand that God is concerned about you. God is concerned about your help and your healing. He does want to heal you. He want to make sure that you're okay. He want to make sure that you get the help and healing that you deserve, that you're desiring, that he wants for you. Also understanding, I want to make sure that I get this, also understanding that God is concerned about every aspect of your life. And you know what? I have to say this because this morning it was really, really, really on me. There are some that are right now, they are so depressed because a relationship that has ended. Now, get this. I'm not just talking about any type of relationship where it was just a boyfriend, girlfriend. No, there is somebody that may be watching that was involved with a married person. And they felt like because if I, if they could just weather the storm with this married person, that person is going to leave their spouse and be with them. That person may have fooled you. That person may have told you lies and games to make you feel like, well, you know, uh, that person may not have been very honest. But because you were emotionally attached to them, you 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 believed in them and come to find out. That person lied to you, and then they never got back. They never got with you. They end up either going, staying with their spouse, or leaving you and the spouse and being with somebody else. Regardless if you were that side piece, that side chick, or that side dude, 
God wants you not only to be healed, but God wants to forgive you. But you have to ask him to forgive you, but also you got to forgive yourself. There are many people that are right now, they have had these secret relationships, these private relationships. And it seemed like, you know what, I got to deal with this on your own. No, 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 you ain't got to deal with that on your own. God want to heal you from that. Look, I know that you may be embarrassed. I know you may be in shame. But listen, God is not trying to bring you shame or condemnation when he wants you to go ahead and come to him. Now, the consequences may be making you feel bad. That's true. But on the other hand, don't you think that God want to heal you? Don't you think that God want to forgive you? But don't you think God wants you to forgive yourself? Yeah. God wants you to be forgiven, but you got to want to be forgiven too. And when I mean be forgiven, that means turn back and don't look back. And see, when God forgives you, he don't bring it up. But unfortunately, we bring up our own past. Sometimes we bring up more of our past than the devil trying to bring up our past. So what's the point of living a life of misery when God has a better quality of life for you? Also, what we have to do, we have to look at Psalms 34 and 18 tells us the Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart and save such as be of a contrite spirit. Also, Peter, 1 Peter 5 and 7 tells us cast all of our cares upon him, cast all of our cares once and for all upon him because he cares for us. God is concerned about everything that you have went through, everything you had gone through, and everything that you will go through. And you know what what I found out? Even in the Bible, it tells us, if we acknowledge him in all of our ways, he shall direct our path. A lot of times, it's great for us to consult God first. But unfortunately, sometimes, I know I was one of them, sometimes we didn't consult God first. We went on and did what we wanted to do, and then we realized, Man, we made a big mistake. We got ourselves in so much trouble, and right in the middle of our trouble, we decide, well, you know what? God, I need your help. See, when we acknowledge him, he shall direct our path. That means even in the middle of a decision, and we come to our senses, and we realize, you know what, God? This is much bigger than me. God, I made a mistake. He will, he will cause us. He will cause us. He will allow us to be helped by him. See, even if you acknowledge, even if you didn't acknowledge him first, when you come to your senses, acknowledge him. Think about the prodigal son. He was in a pig pen, but he came to himself. When he came to himself, he went back to his father. Well, how about you in the pig pen of your life? You go back to your heavenly father. Let him restore you. That's why it's important to repent. Repent. That short word is two words, actually. Repent. Re means do again. And the highest level of place, like Pentagon, penthouse. In other words, when we repent, we get back to right standards with the Father. 
So God wants you to repent and get back into the family. Look, you're his, you're his child. You're his child. The Bible told us he's married to the backslider. In other words, he's committed to the backslider. But are you committed to the father to come back? Listen, even if you've been in this for so long, don't ever feel that time, time has caused you to be alienated from the father forever. No, the main thing is you still have that birthright to go to the heavenly father to ask him to forgive you. Come back into the family. Also, we have to realize that God have us and want us to have peace. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, but I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled. Let not your heart be troubled. Nor should we be afraid. We shouldn't be afraid to go to our Heavenly Father. We should reference him. We should love him. We serve a God. We serve a God that is what? That is open, that want to talk to us. He's not an impersonal person. That, oh, you can't approach him. No. The Bible told us to come to the throne boldly. Talk to our Heavenly Father. You know, I, I love my Father, and it didn't matter how many people knew my Father. It didn't matter how many people were around my Father. The main thing is, I don't care what title my daddy had, but when I want to talk to my daddy, I'm going to talk to my daddy. But also as a father myself, God bless me to have many titles. I'm many things to many people, but I have one child. And when he want to talk to me, I told him he never have to feel that he can't have access for his father. Anytime, I don't care what I'm doing. If you want to talk to me, we can talk. If I'm busy, if I'm busy, I'm going to see if I can do something where I can be able to take care of what I need to take care of. And then when we can talk, it'll be uninterrupted. But he always have access to his father. That's me to my son. Me as a father to my son. Imagine our heavenly father about his children, about you. God wants you to come to him. He wants you to talk to him about your heart. And don't you know, not only God can mend your broken heart, God can restore your heart, give you a brand new heart. God can do that. God can give you a heart as if you've never been hurt before. So God wants you to come to him and talk to him about everything pertaining to your life and understand there's nothing too hard for God. So we need to go to God and just talk to him and be real with him. I wanted to make sure that I brought up some key things. We have to make sure, we have to make sure, I'm bring up a couple of quick things as we get ready to go into prayer. I want to make sure I didn't forget anything. But we have to make sure to understand the process. We have to go through the process of healing. We have to go through the process of healing. The Bible tells us, uh, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The word uh, transform is a word that means process, and process has nothing to do with time, but everything to do with your will. I mentioned earlier, you can be asleep for two years. You can get your heart broken and be asleep for two years. And when you wake up, you still got to deal with that situation. 
but that process had nothing to do with time. But also what we have to realize, the process won't be long if the progress doesn't stop. We can't stop. As we prepare, as we on our road to our healing, it may expose some things that we may not have dealt with in our past. But if you face that, don't stop there. Listen, God may be exposing that, just be in a healthy relationship in the future, but also have a relationship with yourself, a healthy relationship. One of the things we have to do, we have to be able to talk and communicate with ourselves. That's why I mentioned earlier about having that quality time, that quiet time, that private time with yourself. We have to have that time with ourselves. Don't be so busy to try to cut on the TV, try to cut on the radio, try to cut on some music. Have that quiet time with you. Get reacquainted with you. Have some of that alone time with yourself. And if you can't deal with yourself, you can't expect anybody else to deal with you. So you have to make sure and get this, not just uh, not having somebody to deal with you, but how can you deal with someone else effectively when you got to deal with them and you at the same time? You have to make sure that you are cleansed and you are whole, whole meaning lacking nothing mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. But also what happened, if you're not whole, the devil can come in and when you're supposed to be discerning, when a counterfeit comes, now you're being called blinded and you don't know who they are and you just accept them without investigating because your guards were down. God does not want you to have your guards down. No, God wants you to be able to be healed and whole so that way. When the devil try to bring an imitation, God will alert your spirit to uh 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 leave that person alone. Don't even give them a time of day. So that's why it's so important for us to have that spirit of discernment. But you cannot discern properly or appropriately if you still hurt or refuse to allow yourself to be healed. See, when you when you refuse to be healed, when you refuse to deal with the issues, you give yourself a false hope, but also you're distorting truth. You're distorting truth. So when you distort truth and your mindset is clouded, then deception can come in and take over you. Not only deception can come and take over you, but also you can what? You can do the same thing towards somebody else. Like I said, sometimes sometimes when we don't realize when we have received venom, sometimes that venom that has been bitten on us, sometimes we may spew it on somebody else. So the healing is not just for you to be healed from your hurt, but also to prevent us from hurting somebody else. That's something we have to think about. We have to think about these things so that way we can be able to be the mean and lady that God called for us to be. We have to be proactive with our healing. We have to be proactive, not reactive. We got to be proactive with our healing. And also, like I said, we're responsible for our own healing. Nobody is responsible for your healing. Nobody but you. 
And what I found out, even with your healing, God not going to heal you if you don't want to be healed. God is a free will God. God not going to go against your will. God is a gentleman. And so he wants you to want him to come heal you. And if you don't want him to, he like, oh, okay, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm here, you know, I'm here to help. But sometimes what happens, because we have been so hurt, sometimes we have shut the wall. We have built a wall. We have prevented people that love us from coming in, even God. And see, so what I found out a lot of times, because the devil want to play mind games with you. Sometimes the devil want to make you feel like, see, all people are the same. And sometimes what happens when people have hurt us, sometimes it makes us be scared to love again or to trust again. Not just trust people, but even trust God. So we have to understand this is very, very important for us to get the help and healing that we need because it will affect us, like I said, mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. We have to understand that. So we're responsible for our own healing, and God wants us to give him permission to heal you. God wants you to give him permission to come into your heart, to heal your heart. But if you don't want to give him permission, he's not going to force himself. But understand, you're depriving yourself from the abundant life, from the quality of life that God has for you. We have to understand God has so much for us, but we cannot shortchange. We cannot shortchange ourselves from the help and healing that he has for us. God wants you to even release that guilt, that blame, regardless if you have the regrets of, I shouldn't have dealt with him all this. Okay, look here. We can't crawl with spilled milk. But what we can do, we can start today from this point on to let it be a new day. And realize this, realize this. If you are a child of God, believers, they never lose. Don't worry about, well, I done wasted my time and I'm not, don't worry about any of that. Don't worry about, well, you know, we would have been, you know, we we we, we would have been dating for, you know, uh, five years and all this stuff. Or, you know, we, you know, if, if he hadn't left, we would have been married uh, 25 years. Don't, don't worry about any of that. Because if you try to go back to try to rekindle, you're going to make yourself miserable. And there are somebody even right now contemplating on going back to an old, dysfunctional, broken relationship that ain't going to work. You going back is not going to fix the broken pieces that they left. It's not going to work. But I will say this. Even you thinking about or even you having those regrets, don't worry about that. You give that to God, too. You give God those broken pieces. You give God the remaining pieces. Let him deal with it. And like I said, believers never lose. They learn. What did you learn from the experience? What did you learn? Times. Celebrate the good times and praise God for the learning times. <laughs> Change your perspective of the hurt moments to the helpful moments. It helped me to realize what not to receive. Change your perspective. In order for you to change your perspective, 
You got to make sure to change the way you think about yourself. And also, it may even require you to change the way you think about that other person. That person blessed you. That person freed you to be in a healthy relationship. <laughs> Sometimes we have to get fired from our job for order, in order for us to be able to start our business. Hmm. Something to think about. Sometimes we have to be released from somebody that's hurting us so we can be captured by somebody who want to help us. The Bible even told us, you know, God made Adam a help mate, not a hurt mate. God made Adam a help. Even in the Bible, it tells us the man that findeth a wife, findeth a good thing and obtained favor from the Lord. So you crying over that relationship that was dysfunctional. You crying over that relationship that didn't want to work out. You crying over that person who didn't appreciate you. Hmm. And it wasn't a good thing. <laughs> and also, you didn't obtain favor from the Lord. But that person got you out of their life. That person kicked you out of their life to free you so you could be captured by somebody that looked at you and treat you as that good thing. So that way, y'all both can receive favor from the Lord. So in other words, what is your perspective of your breakup? What is your perspective of your heartbreak? What is your perspective? So if your perspective is not of God, then I would invite you to accept him into your life. Accept him. Allow him to come in and change your mindset. Change your mind. Change your heart. And look at it as a good thing. I found that I counted all joy. I, that scripture, since I've been older, that scripture, I hold on to that like never before. Because I realize it, no matter what situation come. It said, the steps of a good man, that means later too, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. So in other words, God is navigating my life. And if that person chooses to leave, hey, I appreciate you. Thank you for making sure that, hey, there's no blood on my hands. Same thing with you. Making sure, hey, if you've done all that you could and that person still want to leave, okay, well, may God wash between me and thee while we absent one from another. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for beautiful children that you gave me. Thank you for uh, uh, having an experience, uh, having a home. Uh, you, you gave me beautiful memories. But the bad stuff, I'm going to write it off, give it to God, and allow him to turn that for a lesson well learned. Sometimes you have to thank those who released you, those that fired you out of their heart, out of their life, exiled you, kicked you out of their heart. So that way you can be captured by somebody that will protect your heart, that will, that will not mistreat your heart, but treat your heart as a treat, a treasure, a blessing. Especially for you have been blessing your family, blessing and pouring in, and it seemed like they didn't appreciate it. Now, they're leaving you alone. They're leaving you the quote-unquote emotionally and spiritually die. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. Thank them. Thank them. Sometimes you got to just, like I said, thank those who hurt you because what the devil meant for evil, 
God is trying to turn it for your good. But in order for him to turn it for your good, you got to allow him to come in to heal you so your heart can be good. <laughs> That's something you have to think about. So thank God. Thank God for those unanswered prayers because you didn't know what God knew. And get this. You didn't know what God knew, but you didn't know what they knew. You don't want to ever be in somebody's life where you but they have an option B or C in their life. You don't you don't want to be somebody's option B and you've been dealing with them while they've been dealing with their option A. No. You want to be somebody's only love. You want to be somebody's only heart. If you now for those who want to play games all I tell people, look those who want to play games and do immature things, let them be. Let them, let them be with each other. Two dysfunctional people deserve each other, <laughs> but a dysfunctional person don't deserve a functional person. So if you are tired of crying, look. Let today be your last day of crying over heartbreak on a bad note. Praise God in the midst of your situation. Because you're free. You're free. Listen, you're free to be loved, not just by somebody else, but first be loved by God. And God wants you to know yourself and love yourself. God is trying to develop that relationship, not just with somebody else, but God want to tighten and make you understand the relationship that he wants with you. And also the relationship that he wants you to have with yourself. Allow this time to be a time for you to be able to just get real acquainted. Learn more about yourself. So that way you'll know what not to receive, how not to be treated. But also you'll be able to recognize and understand God is concerned about all of that. So as we get ready to pray, understand that God loves you so much. I'm going to check and see. Uh, I don't know if anybody has any questions, but uh, understand that God has so much for you. God wants so much for you and understand he loves you. He appreciates you. But also God loves you enough for you not to make the same mistake over and over again. He does not want you to be hurt. He does not want you to deal with the mess that you dealt with. You're his child. You're his child. So if you're a child of God, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this as we get ready to pray. I have to put this in because I always, when it pertains to talking about relationship, I always have to say this. You're a child of God. You're a child of God. And the person that you were dealing with wasn't saved. And forget about what they say they would say. Or they go, uh, uh, uh. Forget about what they say, how they live in. Just point blank. How they live in. You know, they say, oh, they say they were saved. Oh, they say they're a deacon at the church. Oh, they, they're a preacher, but they're trying to have sex with you. Or every time you see them, they're drunk. Or they're smoking weed somewhere. No, forget all that. Forget about what they say. Forget about lip service. Talk about actions. But you say you're a child of God. But they treat you like they're the devil's child. They supposed be, you, you supposed to be a child of God. But them... They ain't even saved. Now, if you have God as your spiritual father and 
they not saved and you end up trying to marry them, that means God going to be your spiritual father, but the devil is going to be your father-in-law. Does that make any sense? Hmm. I want you to think. You have to think about stuff like that. You have to think about And don't listen. And don't, even in the next go-round, don't ever feel like you have to make somebody or teach somebody how to treat your heart. No. I always say this. A real person, they know how to treat your heart. Somebody, somebody who want to treat your heart right, they know how to treat your heart right. But somebody want to play around, play games, whatever that. Look here, we too old for games. Look, I love playing um, Xbox or Pac-Man or Defender, old school game, Atari. Yeah, I love playing that. But that's a game with the electronics. But when it comes down to matters of the heart, to my people, oh, no. No. So same thing with you. You're not no punching bag. You're not no game. You're not on Xbox. So why allow somebody to play you? If they want to play a game, let them play with PlayStation. Not with you. And also remember who you are. I always ask people, when was the last time you looked in the mirror and talked to the person that's in your mirror? That's what we got to do. We got we to gotta talk to God. We got to get a better relationship with God, but also we got to get a better relationship with ourselves. Because once we get a better relationship with ourselves, there are certain things we will not tolerate. So as we get ready to pray, I want you to think about everything pertaining to your life and understand God has so much for you. And just in case you're not saved, I recommend that you allow Jesus Christ to come as your personal Savior. Understand that he has so much for you. He loves you. He cares for you. The Bible tells us, just in case those may not be saved, Romans 10 and 9 says, If thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus Christ as thy Savior, and believe the heart that God will raise him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So just like you speak salvation, how about you speak over your life? Speak what God's word says about your life. Speak God's truth over your life. And I know you might have been used to hearing negative words and negative things from the person who hurt you. But you allow God's word to medicate you and to speak life into your situation, to you. So as we get ready to pray, you know your needs and your concerns. Cast all of your cares upon him because he cares for you affectionately. He loves you. There's no greater love that God there's no greater love that we can receive more than God. God for for God so loved the word that He gave His only begotten Son. He gave He bestowed His only unique Son, and Jesus Christ died for you. Jesus Christ He's not only concerned about your spiritual life, but He's concerned about your physical life. He's not just concerned about you making it to heaven. But he's concerned about you enjoying heaven here on earth. So understand he loves you. And just in case those who, like I mentioned earlier, just in case you were somebody side chick or side dude, God wants you to ask him for forgiveness. Even if you have had sex before marriage, you were used to a wild sex life and you feel guilty, you feel ashamed, no need. 
just go to God and confess. Give that to him. And then also, you rededicate your life, rededicate your body over to Christ and allow him to preserve. Because God is a keeper. God will sustain you. God can sustain you. God can keep you if you want to be kept. God can do the impossible. And don't try to figure out, well, how am I going to live the rest of my life without this, without that? No, you take it one day at a time. Don't, don't worry about anything. You just have a little talk with Jesus and let him help you. Dear Heavenly Father, we're coming to you right now. Thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We're coming to you right now, God. We acknowledge your presence on today. God, we're coming to you right now, God. Ask you, God, to forgive us, God, for any and everything that's unlike you. Help us, God, and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We come to you right now, God. We need you like never before, God. There are those who are right now, excuse me, they're hurting right now, God. There are those, God, that are dealing with so much, God, mentally, physically, emotionally, God. There are someone's heart that's broken, like the relationship has severed, like someone has been abandoned emotionally. Even the end of a relationship, even a breakup, even a divorce, God, even so many that have gone through breakup after breakup after breakup after breakup. And it's like every time they get close to someone, that person leaves. So, God, we're speaking of that you heal them right now, God. God, we're speaking right now, God, even some who may be in the same home that may be married, even though they may be in the same home, but they're still divided. They're still on two separate uh, uh, pages. So, God, we speak, God, that you speak right now, God. God, we speak, God, that you heal right now, God. Whatever misunderstanding, God, let there be an understanding, God. God, let cooler heads prevail right now in the name of Jesus. God, we speak, God, that you bring in communication, God. God, uh, give them that desire to be willing, God. So, God, we speak right now, God. That you help your people, God, to be healed, God, from any and everything that they had went through right now. In the name of Jesus. And sin about everything you stand for, about every problem, about every confusion right now. In the name of Jesus. And Lord, we're speaking, God, even forgiveness, God. God, help them to be forgiven, God. Give them that desire, God, to ask you for forgiveness and also, God, for them to be uh, forgiving themselves right now. There are some who may have had extramarital affairs. There are some who may have uh, dealt with so much, God. There are some who may have felt like all they good for it just being a side piece. So, God, we speaking, God, that you help them to understand their identity, God. God, help them to understand, God, that they are important, that you made everybody, God. And so, God, you know their issue. You know every concern, God. And so, God, we ask Lord to help us, God, and expose it, God, and help us to give to you right now in the name of Jesus. And Lord, even speaking right now, God, that you help and touch the bereaved family, God. Comfort them right now, God. There are so many things that may transpire that we just don't understand, God. But God, we trust in you in the midst of the hurt. We trust in you, God, in the midst of the confusion right now. In the name of Jesus, and we thank you, Lord for your deliverance, God. We thank you, Lord, for your healing power right now. God, even those who may be physically ill, God, touch and heal their bodies right now, God. God, we speak, God, those who are dealing with the COVID virus, God. We speak, God, that you uh, uh, clear every uh, mucus that may be in their lungs right now, God. God, we speak, God, that you ease the pain, the aches right now in their bodies right now, God. God, we speak, God, 
We know even the virus can even play mind games. So, God, we're speaking, God, that you restore the mind, bring in oxygen, more oxygen within the lungs right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, we're speaking, God, there may be bronchial tubes that may be tightening up. God, we're speaking, God, that you loosen the bronchial tubes right now. In the name of Jesus, God, we're speaking, God, for healing physically, mentally, emotionally, God, line up every cell, every tissue, every organ. We're healing and wholeness right now. In the name of Jesus, and all we speaking, God, there's somebody who may be dealing with depression right now, God. We speaking, God, that you comfort them, God, that you remove that weight right now, God. Whatever there may be guilt, God, whatever there may be low self-esteem right now, God, whatever caused them, God, to even give up on life, God. God, be speaking, God, that you had touched them, God. Help them to understand, God, that you gave life, God, and there's a better quality of life that you have for them if they yield themselves over to you right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, be speaking right now. I even see right now, God, there are someone even pertaining to abortion right now, God. There's someone that may be dealing with contemplating on abortion, God. We speaking God to help them, God, to understand, God, that this life, that life is precious. Regardless of the circumstances, uh, that 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 has caused them, God, to even be pregnant, God, but let them know that this life is precious in them, God. And even some who may be dealing with guilt, God, because of uh, uh abortion, past abortions right now, in the name of Jesus, God. God, we speaking, God, that you help them, God, to yield that hurt, yield that blame over to you right now, God. And God, help them to understand, God, that you are a forgiving God. You can forgive, God, even pertaining to abortion right now, God. You can forgive. You want to forgive them. So, God, we ask you to help them, God, to yield themselves over to you right now, God. Yield that hurt over to you right now, that guilt right now, that condemnation over to you right now. In the name of Jesus, God, even speaking for those who may have had promiscuous lifestyles, God, help them to understand, God, that you can renew them, God. You can keep them right now, God. In the name of Jesus, and we thank you, Lord, for the greatness, God, that you have for us, God. We thank you, Lord, for helping us to overcome whatever the devil try to put forth, even what we have put upon ourselves right now. In the name of Jesus, and we thank you, Lord, for everything you've done, everything you're going to do. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen, amen, amen. I want to thank each and every one who tuned in. Um, if you have any questions or comments or suggestions, feel free to contact me on Facebook. I'm Brother Prater, B-R-O-T-H-E-R, Prater, P.S. and Paul, R-A, T.S. and Tom, E-R. Uh, you will see my daily devotions and upcoming events and also personal appearance. Excuse me. Uh, on my website, you will see my um, my website, brotherprater.com you'll see my daily devotions and uh, videos also you'll see my personal appearances if you go to my calendar section also if you go to the store section uh, on my website where you see the logo see books click on that you can purchase my book A Few Good Men A Path to Godly Fatherhood or uh, The Girl Who Was Her Brother's Keeper I enjoyed each and every one of you all, and I thank each and every one for tuning in, and I pray that you all have a blessed, 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 blessed week. God bless you, and good night.